Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to the third day of our annual consecration week. And our focus for this for today uh, will be our prayer for national leaders. We'll be praying for our future uh, president, for our current officials, and for our future government officials. So basically, for, we'll be praying for our government. Well, I don't know about you, but politics and government is really not my favorite subject. Neither to talk about, nor to pray about. Nevertheless, nevertheless, the Bible, that's the first subject the Bible commands us to pray about. So let's, let's take a look at the first Timothy. If you have your Bibles open to first Timothy chapter two, verses one through four. And coincidentally, that's our foundational scripture for this whole week. And uh, 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 4 says this. You have it on the screen also. Therefore, I exhort first of all, not last of all, not once in a while, not, not when things go bad or when you need something, but first of all, the supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, and specifically... You know, you would think the kings, the authorities would fall under all men category, but Apostle Paul had to make sure that, that we would pray for our government officials. He said, we pray for all men, but specifically pray also for kings and all who are in authority. That Why? That we may lead a quiet and peaceable life. So there's good benefit for us in that, in doing that. So we would lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior. So this is the will of God for us to do that. Who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. So as we see from this passage, it's, it's, it's a command. To pray. It's not an option. It's not a suggestion. It's a command. And I just wonder, I cannot help but, but wonder, if we as the church as we as all Christians would obey this command and do our diligent duty to pray for our government, do you think this, our nation would be in a different shape than it is right now? I'm pretty sure it would. Unfortunately, we cannot change time back, we cannot change the past, but fortunately we can still influence the future and affect the future with our prayers if we pray diligently as the Lord commanded us. But someone may say, but our government is evil, corrupt, uh, godless, immoral, this and that, and the list can go on. And all that is true. But I'm not sure if you know that, but when Apostle Paul wrote that foundational scripture that we just read, he, he lived in the, uh, under the government of the evil, very evil, vile emperor called Nero, the emperor of Roman Empire. That's the Roman Empire who sent Christians into the, in those stadiums to, to feed the hungry lions, to be eaten alive. He was also setting them on fire and using them as life lanterns to light the streets of Rome. So I would say, I don't know if you, about you, but I would say that Paul lived in worse, worse situation, was under worse government than, than we do. 
We, are, we still have a bit better, better government. So, so Paul doesn't leave any excuse, any loophole for us to, to not to pray. He says, pray for all that are in authority. Not just for those who rule well, not just for those who you like, who, for whom you agree, not for those whom you voted for, not for those you elected for, but for all. And, uh, and as a matter of fact, the worse they are off, the worse they are off, the more issue they have, the more prayers they need. Right? So, uh, so if, if there is no place for any excuses for us not to pray. Uh, so, and uh, the bottom line is that all our government officials, all people in authority, all people in general, but we have, our focus today is go our government, all people in authority, they need God. That's the bottom line. And we, the church, are the only ambassadors on, of, on earth that there is there. We are the light of the world, the salt of the earth. We are the ones who, who, who are assigned to spread the truth, to speak the truth of God. To spread the gospel in this world. That's our assignment. Nobody else's. That's the assignment of the church specifically. Amen? So, uh, so uh, I want to ask you, do you know what's, what's, the, what's the purpose of salt? Jesus calls them the salt of the earth. Preservative. Uh, I am glad First Lady answered preservative because in, most, in our culture we use it for, to, for taste, to, for things to taste better. But I'm, I assure you when Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth, he meant you are the preservative. Because in those days until for ages, people were using salt to preserve meat and fish from getting rotten from getting bad, going bad, from getting spoiled. Until refrigeration was invented, salt was it. They were covering loads and loads of salt to preserve things. And so using that, and there is, there is, there is a term, you can Google it, salt cured meat. Salt cures. Believe it or not, salt can cure. So using that logic, if we, the church, are the salt of the earth. Shouldn't we have salt-cured earth? Unfortunately, that's not the case. Obviously, the things go worse and worse with each day in this world. So, uh, but but that's, that's, not the, the, that's not the fault of the world that they're going bad. That's the, just a sign that we as a church are not fulfilling our duty as a salt. We are not salty enough. We are not applying that enough of the preservative force or strength or power on this world. We are not fulfilling our, our God-assigned purpose in this world. So that should, should convict us, uh, 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 us personally. Before we point fingers to somebody else, we're asking, should it, shouldn't, Maybe fingers should be pointed to me, for, to me first. So let's examine ourselves. Are we, are we doing, before we point somebody else is wrong, ask, I, am I doing the right thing I'm called to do? And what is the right thing? As we said, pray. Pray for all that are in authority. That's our right thing to do. Amen? 
prayers, James 5.16 says, the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. So even when it looks hopeless, when things look bad, our prayers can change things. Prayer is the Christian's greatest weapon. It's the greatest weapon that we have. And unfortunately, we are not using it as we're supposed to. But that's the greatest weapon God empowered us with prayer, calling on the name of the Lord. As Charles Spurgeon once said, prayer is the slender nerve that moves the omnipotent muscle of God. When we pray, God dispatches angels. When we pray, God starts moving. God's, God acts upon our prayers when we pray. Amen. And God himself said, it's my people who are called by my name. Humble themselves and pray. I will heal the land. It's abbreviated version of Second Chronicles 7.14. But if we pray, God promises to act upon it and, and heal our land. Amen. So, uh, so first things first. Let's make it clear that, that neither kings, nor presidents, nor mayors, nor members of Congress are the ultimate authority. God is. Romans 13 1 says, there is no authority except from God. And the authority that exists are appointed by God. So God is the ultimate authority. That's why we call him the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He is the ultimate authority above all authorities. Amen. And we have the privilege and honor today and every day to call upon his name and to ask that, that he would appoint godly leaders to our nation. That he would take charge and, and, and turn their hearts either way to, to, to fulfill the, his ultimate purpose. Amen? So secondly, so that's the first thing. Recognizing the ultimate authority is our God. Secondly, we should pray for those officials who are not saved. Because we have a lot, of, a lot of people in the government who are not saved. We need to pray that they would come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Because that's, that's God's number one priority. Uh, as as he, we read in 1 Timothy 2.4, because God desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. That's God's number one priority. And it should be ours too. Ours also. So we'll be praying for the salvation of, of all the people in, in authority. And though it, it, there is much more to being a good leader, but that's a, uh, that should be a starting point, getting saved, getting to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And the, the Bible also says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So until they know the Lord, no education will do you much good. So they need to know the Lord to, 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 get, uh, to get access to God's wisdom. To, to be able to be guided by the Holy Spirit and sense his guidance and know the word of the Lord and, and his will so they can align their, govern, their decisions while they govern public affairs. Amen. So we'll be pay, praying for, for their salvation. Uh, thirdly, we shouldn't worry or fret about any ungodly leaders. Or those who may seemingly, who may seem to be totally unqualified, but they somehow, somehow got there in the position, but they, they're not qualified, they shouldn't be there, but they're there, and uh, that's just the fact. But we shouldn't worry about that, because again, God is, God is in, in control, God is in charge. 
If you've been even remotely following this current election, uh, it's, 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 I'm not sure about you, but it's totally obvious for me that none, really, none of the current presidential candidates is qualified, it's just my humble opinion, you know, to be our next president. But unfortunately, that's also the fact that on November 8th, somebody will get elected. And that's what we have to have, have, have to be. So, but even we don't need to wait until election. We can tell right now that whoever he or she will be elected on November 8th, they, that president won't be perfect. Can we agree on that? You know, so uh, the only, nobody is perfect. The only perfect one is the God Almighty. Amen. And, and fortunately, he's almighty. And he can use anyone. Uh, Pro, Proverbs uh, 21.1 says, The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. Like the rivers of water, he turns it wherever he wishes. So he is ultimate authority. He can turn even the evil, evil, most evil king's heart to the way wherever he wants. You know, so to do his will. He called Pharaoh his servant. He called Nebuchadnezzar his servant. He used a lot of evil kings and, and uh, rulers throughout the history to fulfill his purposes. And he can do with our king, president, whoever, whoever he will be. So, so we shouldn't worry about that too much. Uh, so in the, uh, <laughs> I like how uh, the former presidential candidate, Mike Huckabee, puts it, and that, that could be a good modern-day version for Proverbs 21. Uh, Mike Huckabee says, praying for them, you mean for people in authority, praying for them is to recognize that God can hit a, a straight leg with a crooked stick. I like that. God can hit a straight leg with a crooked stick. All of us are crooked, and all those presidential candidates are crooked. None of them are perfect, but God can still, thank God that he can still use them for good. Amen? Amen. So, and lastly, we should, uh, should remember that, uh, that we do, uh, that's Ephesians 6.12, we should remember that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Should remember that we are in spiritual battle, that's spiritual warfare. And that's again, that's our, our obligation, our duty as a church to do it. And we do it in prayer. Because the prince of darkness, Satan, is at work. Day and night, he's roaring as a roaring lion, looking around and doing his evil deeds. And in particular, he's, he, often he's using government officials to do his evil bidding, you know, to change and affect the course of the nations. So, but prayer is a great antidote for that. Prayer is a great, uh, that weapon, as we already mentioned, that we should use against those evil forces. And again, we shouldn't be focusing so much on the people, but more fighting the spiritual battle and the spiritual forces that are behind it. Amen? So, uh, so, so let's, 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 let's use this time for prayer. Let's pray for our leaders in this nation. Let's cover them, saturate them with prayer. Let's cover them with with prayer like salt, you know, praying for their salvation, their sensitivity and obedience to the guidance of the Holy Spirit, the wisdom, sound mind, 
visions on mind in governing public affairs, boldness in doing the right thing, protection for them and their families, and every other favor and blessing from the Lord that they may need. Ultimately, let's pray that God's will and purposes be accomplished through those officials that he himself has appointed or is going to appoint in the near future. Amen. So be proactive. Just you can stand up, move around. The mic will be here on the on the podium. Feel free to come, come, come. Grab the mic and pray as the Lord puts on your heart. Amen. Let's be active in prayer and let's pray for our our leaders.